Kenton Solomon Nectarine Baptiste here. You know, the first thing I like to do, first thing in the morning, is settle down to promote a mouth podcast. You call ministers useless fuckpicks, morons, cunts, in emails and whatsapps to your professional colleagues. I am not a gimp, and I don't own a gimp suit. It's Wednesday again, Pablo, and it's time for episode number 46 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. How do you do, Mr. Bachelor Boy? Very well. I'm enjoying my last days of freedom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. He's getting married on Saturday morning. Afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah. I'm going to go to your party. You certainly are. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a right old knees up, I think. It should be. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Um, I didn't think I'd be looking forward to it all as much as I am. Mm. But I am honestly. Have you got many people coming down from Manchester for it? Uh, yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. It's in a quite a posh place, though. Are they going to be, you know, hiding all the silverware? Uh, no, no. Paper not, plates. I'm not tea leaves. I didn't say they were. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. Uh, yeah. I, t- I tell you what, I am just a little bit concerned that there's no draft ale. But I, you know, thinking about it, there's probably going to be about six people. Why is Simon Peck doing the bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those places that does does do, it does a bottle bar, and it does spirits, and it does wines. Um, I like a draft beer, but I can get over myself. But uh, um, but I know there's a couple from up north will have a bit of a grumble, but uh, yeah. Tell all, them to all... bring a few cans down with them. But no, I, well, I... They, they sell cans and bottles. I've no, just thought I've just thought of something. I I gave reference to Simon Peck of the White Horse, a local establishment near us, yes. and the reason I'm explaining that is because it's been quite a wild week on the old download front. And listeners, yeah, it's been it's uh, been insane. So if we've got any new listeners, they're probably going Simon Peck. This is a bit niche and a bit localized. Yeah. Have to yeah. tune in and work out who the uh, repeating protagonists are. But yeah, well, welcome, new listeners. Uh, weirdly, there's a massive bunch of you, so uh, uh, welcome on board. We broke the system, mate. We broke the system. Hundreds and hundreds. What a week. Yeah. Weirdly, though, Pablo, there were far, far more than expected from Brussels in Belgium. Yeah, we're famous in Brussels. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who do we know in Brussels? Well, if you're in Brussels and you're listening to this and you're new to listening to this, send us a note. Let us know what's going on. Something's going on because... There's a hell of a lot. We're very popular in Brussels. I think in the last episode you mentioned Brussels, didn't you? You did. It was yeah. the Belgian beer as well. Yeah, and you mentioned Brussels and we made a joke about 
there'd be nothing else to say. <laughs> and I think, is there an algorithm that picks up what we say and then chooses where it goes? Oh, I wonder, because I said I was going to put in Hellfire in Damnation, Belgium. Yeah. And and we we thought that would be an appropriate... Yeah, and we just, just we didn't elaborate. We just said, yeah, that's a good idea. So I'm Let's expecting a load of hate mail that I, that's written in, in Flemish. Well, what could possibly happen that would mean that we get a massive bunch of listeners f- from Brussels in the last mm. few days? Yeah, it is, it is unusual. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. Thanks, Tony Law, for that. Uh, Yeah, so we're back at it again. How's it feel, this one? The last one is a bachelor boy. We should call it the bachelor party. I haven't even got beer. I haven't even got water. Sorry, Pablo. It's all right. Don't worry. I didn't get, I didn't get any tea when I got in either. I sent you a message, didn't I? Yeah. I got in, and uh, the future actual Mrs. Pablo messing around with flowers. Apparently there's something going down at the weekend. Uh, no tea being made. So oh I have to God. sort myself out. They're just you know? there trying on dresses and arranging flowers. Sticking uh, pretend diamonds in flowers and arranging them into little clusters. I mean, I, I, I don't want to break the news to her, but when we get there, we, nobody gives a shit. They just want to get on the lash. I tell you what, mate. There are things when you get married that women give a shit about, which you never thought in a million years you thought would be a thing that would, you'd actually have to consider, let, let alone give a shit about. Fancy cloth things that go on the back of chairs, right? Yeah. That's one. Like, the chairs look nice, I think. Fancy cloth things that go on the back of chairs. Yeah, yeah. That blows my mind. They cost extra. They cost extra. Um, Cake stands. It's not enough to have a cake. A lot of thought has got to be put into the stand. We went to one place and they said, uh, oh, yeah, you can get your wedding here. You get a free cake stand. A free cake stand. I was like, I didn't even know you needed a fucking stand. But anyway, don't get me started on that one. I think I've already... Well, you started yourself, Pablo. Yeah, I know. What's the other thing? Oh, yeah, obviously flowers. Yeah. I mean, you know there are flowers, but... If I find one of those effing diamonds in my pint, I'm going I'm to ask for my money back, Pablo. You, you can. You can ask all you like. Is it all in place so far? You know, I used to be a wedding organiser. Oh, it's a bit late <laughs> to say it now, isn't it? <laughs> I have. What, for a, ho- for a hotel you worked in? For you? a hotel. For the Avon Gorge Hotel, I was conference and events manager, and one of my roles was organising people's weddings. Wow. And it was one of the... It was one of... It, up to a point, it was quite nice because you see these people come in in love and they, they want to organise their wedding. They look around the room and everything's lovely and you chat to them and they're all starry-eyed and all giddy with fizzy tummies, yeah? yeah and then, yeah. They, then they go away and then they organise another meeting and it's the bride popping in again and again and again yeah. with her mother and, oh, God, the, they're asking all sorts of questions. And then the then the groom pops back in, and it's all right. All right, mate, yeah, I'm just coming in to check that thing. Yeah, yeah, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And he goes away, and you're like, oh, that's, that, that was easy. And then the bride comes in a few days later, and it's another hour of your time. Wow. As she's going, wants to know the ins and outs of a dog's arse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those, really. I, I don't think we've been that bad, but I can totally see that. We went to see one place, and um, it was in Beckles. 
And it was like a three-star hotel, and they wanted ridiculous money, honestly. But they, they were trying to sell to us, as part of the experience, the route you'd walk from one room to the other. And she was describing it like we were in some magical fairyland. And she was going, like, well, you get married in this room, and then you walk this way, follow me. Then, like We basically walked past like uh, an electrical intake cupboard, uh, the, the, the back of the kitchen where they were all, you know, cooking cabbage or whatever it was it did stink and like and we went past a bit that wasn't decorated and then we went into another bit there was another room saying this is the room where you have your meal in so yeah take a look around and then then she carted us off in another room then you come into this area to, to do xyz and then this is what that's like just show us the rooms yeah, yeah. The, the route to, from one thing to, to the other isn't a selling feature but she was she was trying to make it as a feature it didn't help that it looked a bit of a like worn out shit hole <laughs> <laughs> it's literally twice the price we're pay- paying on saturday as well it's, well, just... it's, a, it's a nice place on saturday yeah it is yeah it's nice yeah. Yeah. let's let's just say it looks like fucking bridgerton that's uh, why their missus picked it but organizing those weddings was um one of the worst days i might have mentioned it once upon a time but there'll be a lot of people who probably didn't uh didn't hear it we had we got a bit greedy and we organised, there were, on that day, there were three separate weddings using the facilities. One of them was having the reception, uh, sorry, having the ceremony uh, in one room. Yeah. And then they were going to go through to the restaurant. Uh, another one was having a meal upstairs after they'd got married. So that was two. And then there was going to be a party in the evening. Um, somebody said, whatever you do, don't let the brides see each other. Because apparently that's a bit of a bad vibe. Because you, you you want it to be your special day, you don't want to bump into another bride. Uh, that makes yeah, sense, yeah, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Not only did the two parties collide in the foyer area, right? Fight? No, no, oh. no. Worse than a fight. I wish it was a fight because then I, I, you know, I wish there was a bar brawl. But worse than a fight, the two brides. Not only did they sort of meet in the foyer, as I say, but as one of them passed the other. Her foot, and I, I, I'm assuming it was an accident, stood on the dress of one of the uh, the tra- train of the other bride, and she went down like a sack of shit. Uh. <laughs> and, it was, and I saw it at the corner of my eye, and you know, being the responsible conference and events manager that I am, dealing with all sorts of problems, I chose to just make a beeline for the office and just pretend i didn't see, see anything it. yeah right. <laughs> it was just i just thought let them deal with that but that couldn't have gone worse could it uh, well i don't know could, I, I, i've been to a wedding before where there has been brawls it's actually my best man's sister's wedding and it was about 30 years ago right and um the evening do everyone was getting hammered and his uh his old irish mother old uh margaret peggy she's not with us anymore bless her she insisted on buying me a whiskey after I've had a load of ale. And I don't remember much after just necking the whiskey. And, oh, and I, yeah. apparently I, I was unwell. I was unwell in a prominent area. And then the bar, bar staff took umbrage to that. Other people, it basically snowballed. Um, I got taken home in a taxi, but left behind a massive brawl. Oh. <laughs> a, a massive brawl, and the next day people had black eyes and God knows what else. And I just woke. I woke up in my mate's bed, uh, and my, my best man's bed, and he woke up in my bed because he'd come back and sort of seen me. Um, yeah, and I was 
fully unclothed, uh, with no sign of my clothes, in in a strange house, in a room that didn't have my clothes in, <laughs> with loads of people in the house. Uh, so I had to sort of navigate getting out of the house without any clothes on. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pablo, it is an absolute joy to have you spending some of your final days of freedom here. In well, yeah, well, you'll be you'll be with us on the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. So the next one we do, I would do we doing remotely, and uh, Mrs. Pablo doesn't know this yet, but we're going to get her on and do a bit of a, a bit of a spot. She doesn't know yet. Well, I've sounded out a little bit, but she doesn't know some of the detail that we've discussed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so we're, I mean, if you're listening, Mrs. Pablo, you might well be listening as as a actual Mrs. Pablo on your honey. On no, not on your honeymoon. On your wedding night, she's probably going to be there with her headphones on. That's not going to happen. There. It? Depends when he gets out. This, this this could be one for the flight or by the pool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Mister and Mrs. Pablo Donaldio. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Kai. So, we're going to have a week roundup. Praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in London and Chad Grave. Seagull News. Billion whores. Hellfire and damnation. And contrition. Lovely. All the usuals. All the usuals. If you are a new listener, that's what we do every time. So, strap yourselves in for the ride of your life. (laughs) Anyway, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, it was Mrs. Kai's birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Mrs. Kai. We won't tell you how many numbers she's racking up, but uh, she doesn't look it, that's for sure. Oh, okay. Um, She's older than me. She really? Yeah. You seem surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yes, and so we went out to have a meal. Um, I asked you for some recommendations, and I looked, and they were all very good. And then my daughter said... Why don't we go to Giggling Squid? Yeah, it's nice in there. But what a nice restaurant. I didn't know it was a chain. The Giggling Squid is Thai food. That's why she likes a bit of Thai. Yeah, it's nice. We all like a bit of Thai, don't we? Oh, absolutely. And um, the food, lovely. Really, really good. What did I have? I always eat this when I go for a Thai. Fanny. No, I always always eat this when I go for a Thai, Pablo. Green curry. Oh, yeah. Because they're always slightly different. Yeah. And some are hotter than others. But what we noticed was my Thai curry, which I make from scratch, not far off. Very good. So I'm very pleased. I'm, I'll yeah. have to invite you around for some Thai. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. And we'll have a Thai themed party. We'll have um, spring rolls, green curry, lady boys. We, sh- we should do that. We, we've never had a dinner party, have we? Is it, do people do dinner parties? I'm sure they do. We should do that one night. They do. I'm not a very good dinner party guest. Why do you just complain about the food? No, no, I don't. I never complain. You, you drink yourself into a stupor early on. And I, I'm a regret. I regret it. No, I don't do that either. I went to somebody's house for a. They invited us for a steak. It was like a little thing. They he used to invite his mate round, and they'd have a steak, and they got us all round. Lovely steak, um, really nice. I think we had starters. Can't remember what that was. Beautiful steak, and then the dessert was some sort of. I think it was some sort of chestnut paste thing with with ice cream or whatever. And he apologised as he put it down because it was like this brown kind of gooey blob on the top. Yeah. And I looked at it and I said, oh, that's why they call it the turd course. (laughs) That went down like a lead balloon. I I kind of then had to really compliment the taste and flavour of it after that to make up for the fact that I'd (laughs) said that. 
See what I mean? And I didn't. Yeah, mean but it. like you must have known this guy. I mean, oh, you, I did. Yeah, you probably didn't know him well enough to get away with third course. No, that's yeah. that's the point. That, that, that's what you. Yeah. yeah. So so the whole object was to no. get to know each other, and you hit him with the third course. Yeah, and was his missus there? Yeah, but but then the his friends who was was also there his part his partner she giggled, and then I thought, oh, that, she found that funny, and so I said it again. Oh right! Didn't no didn't, no, and and I thought, oh bollocks! After I said, you know, oh damn you, brain! So they t- they took the car keys out of the bowl and handed them straight back to you. And go fuck off! Let's put it this way: they we haven't been invited again. Yeah. Um. Although we we sort of were, I think his wife invited us again, and then it was sort of cancelled after that. So she probably said, oh yeah, I'm invited Kai round, and he thought, fuck that. Yeah. He he's not coming round. Um, oh yeah, but that's my fault yeah. entirely. You misunderstood, Kai. Well, no, I just say absolutely wanky things in the wrong place. Yeah, you misunderstood. It was, uh, it but was, everyone, everyone who listens know that you do that. But it's funny though, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite funny. That's actually a funny thing to say. Yeah, but maybe not in that context. <laughs> oh well, you know, amongst <laughs> friends, you can get away with shit, but you know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm learning because yeah. you know, I'm no, I'm not going to say that next time. There isn't going to be a next time. Yeah. Anyway. I, I wouldn't throw anybody out for saying third course. You'd, you'd either, you, if, you, you, if you've made a proper delicacy from scratch, yeah, <laughs> made out of uh, whatever it was, chestnuts or whatever. We had a posh meal in work once. We had a, a lot of people from the regions come to head office and everyone was treated to a really posh meal. And uh, we had... <laughs> A lady from the north, and she's one of these people from Yorkshire who uh, says what she likes and like what she says. And we're at this really posh restaurant, and for starters, somebody pushed an onion tart, <laughs> into, into, and she'd been drinking, and like there was all the uh, all, all the um, great and good there, all the top brass and that, and uh, somebody put this onion tart in front of her, and she goes. What's what's this shit? I ain't eating this shit <laughs> like this. And I was like, my hands on me forehead. Like, yes. oh God. like I mean, if it wasn't fish or chip, fish and chips or lasagna or something, she was a bit bamboozled by it. <laughs> God love her. I love that. You've put ironathon. Yes, uh, I had an ironathon new one because I'm going away for a couple of weeks. Going to be out of the house for like sixteen or seventeen days. Like you know. I mean, if you if you're a burglar out there, there's somebody in the house. Don't. Oh, are you going to do this thing where you go straight from the party the next day off on a plane? Staying at a hotel the night before the wedding. Yeah. Staying at a hotel the night of the wedding. Staying at another hotel the night after the wedding at Heathrow. Then away for fourteen nights. That's seventeen days, isn't it? That's amazing. It's amazing until you realise you've been recycling the same ten pair of underpants forever. What's okay? So so um, underpant wise, what's the oldest pair? Of underpants that you have in your collection, um, I, th- I think I've got. I, I think I've got at least one pair that predates knowing Mrs. Pablo, and we've been together ten years. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I've got a pair. I've got a pair which must be. We got them in Japan, and must be about three trips ago. And that's got to be about eight, eight to ten years. You know, and you, the elastic's starting to go. Yeah. And you, pay, but they're they're a souvenir. <laughs> I don't like throwing clothes out. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, it's not that I'm ethical or anything. I get it more that clothes, T-shirts specifically, just disappear. 
they just just disappear. We all know what happens there, don't we? Uh, they, they, oh, well, I've got my suspicions. Yeah, Mrs. Pablo, the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. He yeah. won't notice if it goes missing. Yeah, I hate yeah. this fucking T-shirt. It's got a hole in it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what's going on there. Or yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, she swears blind. She doesn't do it. Swears absolute blind. Yeah, and then one day you're going to be looking for something to clean the windows with, and there yeah. it will be in two bits. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of bloody hipsters in Norwich. Mm. You know, hipsters with kids. Oh, they're they're multiplying. Are they? They're yeah, breeding. They are. <laughs> the kids yeah. got beards and like slick back hair. No, they're just a bit full of themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a guy in front of us who had to design a pair of, um, what those plastic moulded shoes that used to take, take away your dignity? Those things, yeah. yeah. There was a guy in front of us with a jazzy pair of Crocs on. They're back in fashion. Did he have socks on with them? I, don't, you know, I, I wear don't Crocs know. around sometimes. They're, they're easy. Slip them on, go out the back. I wouldn't wear them out, out. He was wearing them out. out. I think it had a glittery bit on them. I think it, I definitely saw the logo Croc, but it might have had something else on there, like Gucci Croc or something like that. Oh, well, maybe they were like a, a yeah, yeah where they, they do like a collaboration. Wearing them outside mm. in front of people. Couldn't get my head around that. I mean, you keep that kind of secret shame indoors, don't you? Tell you what's worse than Crocs. It's the ones you get from places like Benidorm on the seafront, the ones that are just copies, off-brand Crocs. Yeah, they're exactly the same, but just somehow they—just a bit of molded plastic, even though, worse. It? Yeah, I got a, uh, I got a lovely pair of Roy Bonds from Benidorm. <laughs> oh, nice Roy Bonds. Yeah, Roy for Bonds. Your, for your eyes, genuine Roy <laughs> Bond glasses. <laughs> the, the only acceptable time to wear Crocs is if you're putting the bin out the back. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. I wonder if anyone's ever got married wearing Crocs. Oh yeah, there'd be some wacky idiot saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna get look at me." Aren't I wacky? Do you know what else I wonder? I wonder just how much of this croc chat is going to end up in the final pod. Not a lot. <laughs> Let's have a vote. I think you're going to cut it in Roy Bonds. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. <laughs> the Somerset Gimp. So, is, is this uh, about your trip to Somerset and what you got up to? No, and I do you know what? As soon as you even started saying, "Is this?" I knew what was coming out of your face. I know I could see your face looking all over. Yeah, you know, yeah, here we go. No, Pablo. I know what it is. I just like to. I went to Devon, yeah. not Somerset. Yeah, um, and you. It's all the same, but, isn't it? Well, no, it's not because last week after listening to the pod, you went, "Oh, it's in a place like it's in a place called Devon, a little town, something like that." That's what you said. Is a county is Devon. It's a big county too. Devon is a place on earth. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Now, somebody must have used that over there in their marketing. They must have, yeah. yeah. Um, it feels like Devon. Devon help us. There's got to be a shop called Devon help us. The Stairway to Devon. Yes. That would be a good one. What yeah. do they sell? Um, mobility aids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Stairway to Devon. Yeah. 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 Stair lifts and mobility scooters. I tell you what, Mrs. Pablo was telling me about one of her work colleagues who's just reached 60, went to see a dog, to get a puppy dog. And she got a lot of questions, like basically the guy saying, well, firstly, are you mobile enough to handle this dog? It's quite big. And secondly, the dog, you do realise this dog will probably outlive you. 
Ooh. So you don't think at 60 has been your last dog, do you know what I mean? And I thought, well, I'm 52. I mean, like, I'm only two dogs away from death. If that's his, his, yeah. his reckoning. How many dogs are you? Well, how many dogs have I got through so far? Yeah. Um, I had one called Albert when I was a kid. Oh, sorry, we should put a trigger warning in here, shouldn't we? Yeah, a, a, second, a second one called Albert. Didn't last very long. That's another story. Um, uh, yeah, so two dogs in my parental home. Um, another dog with the mother of my children. And then two dogs with Mrs. Kai. Her dogs. Mrs. Well, what were you doing sorry, bringing Mrs. up dogs with my wife, Pablo? Two, two, two dogs with Mrs. Pablo. Oh, as long as we're clear on that. So, the Somerset Gimp, Pablo. Go on. There was a man arrested for going out at night in a full gimp suit with a weird face drawn on the mask and hiding in the bushes and then, like, sort of creeping about at the side of the roads in these back lanes, back dark, back Somerset lanes. Scaring people. Scaring people. And he got arrested. He, he terrified one woman. I mean, if you saw that coming towards you, yeah. I'd be terrified. You'd cack yourself, wouldn't yeah. you? And the judge was not best convinced with his story that he's not a gimp. That was his um, defence. Yeah. I am not a gimp and I don't own a gimp suit. <laughs> but, but you were arrested wearing a gimp suit. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually said his explanation for wearing a gimp suit is that he had low self-esteem. And um, he was a bit of an exhibitionist, but he said it was akin... He wanted to make himself feel really... He said it was a bit like self-harming. He didn't have a big opinion of himself, so psychologically he felt as though he should ride around on the floor in a gimp suit. Scaring ladies in dark country lanes. Yeah, or whoever happened to be there. Yeah, it's a difficult connection to make that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. difficult. That's a uh, complex one. At best. I think the guy needs help. He had to pay £100 fine and £200 victim surcharge. And he's got to live in a community where he, you know, not everyone knowing is a, the gimp man. That's the gimp man. Yeah, imagine that. He probably like that. That's what he wants, and he? he probably wants to be a bit humiliated and that's, that's his thing. Imagine if they did that in um, Pulp Fiction. Bring out the gimp. And they bring him out. I'm not a gimp, and I don't own a gimp suit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where they arrested him, Pablo? Where did they arrest him? In Somerset, at the side of the road. Fucking hell. Yes, get in. Praise be to the Lord. Crazy Creative Kai. It's a thank you to you, Kai. You've been completely like a like a man possessed. Your Photoshop skills have been second to none, and you've been massively industrious, putting me to shame. Um, not only did you put colour into our uh, into our logos, I have, yeah, which and you put graphics on them. They look amazing. Um, that could be just that. That's why we're getting listeners. But you know, there's they're absolutely smashing it, and I, I, I genuinely, genuinely am, honestly, really fucking grateful. Oh, thanks, mate. You know, absolutely, really, really am. Some of some of them are amazing. I love it. I love there, doing there's it. There's one I'm looking at episode forty. That was the bath with legs one. <laughs> I'm in the bath, and then you're sat in the toilet picking up a pair of pants. A bad looks. Is that oh, what it's you a do? toilet roll rolling? Oh, it's a toilet yeah. roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. And I think it's a bit more eye-catching. I don't know what other people think, listeners think. Do get in touch if you think they're fun. I don't ever get tired of people saying, I like that. But um, the the colour does stand out a lot more on... Yeah, on, yeah, if yeah. people are browsing, or, uh, you know, browsing through the directories, they they see that they go, oh, there's a man on a toilet. I wonder what that's about. I'll have it, a quick listen to that. It gives people a reassurance that somebody cares enough about this pod to actually go to that effort, and and yeah, it's it's, it's a great endorsement. It's a nice feeling to see them. It really is. Yeah, and, yeah. and I enjoy it too. So yeah, thanks, mate. It's nice that you appreciate it massively. And, Honestly, and, um, I really do. Now, if we while we're on that subject, now we've got all this colour and, and life in it. Um, you can now listen to the Promoter Mouth podcast on YouTube podcasts, a massive reach, and there's yeah a good few hundred extra um, listens in the last few days wow. just through YouTube. So D- did any- they get counted as well? Did it? I'm not sure. Is that what's going on, Kai? Maybe, maybe I've just bumped it up a notch. Yeah, because it's all happening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, with, I think with algorithms, the way they work, once you reach a tipping point, you get introduced, they they, they yeah. put you out to more, yeah. more people. But certainly, I didn't expect one of them. I, we put your kebab review up onto the old YouTube. Is, do you need a, a special link to get to that? No, you can go and find kebab review on the Promoter Mouth's YouTube page. But on the Patreon, they get that kebab review. Yep. Because we specifically did it for them. Well, I did specifically do it for them, yeah. So they've they've already had access to that. And they got your kebab review to Patreons? Not yet. But yours was too big because yours was an epic Oscar-winning six-minute <laughs> review of a, looking at a kebab <laughs> in various angles. <laughs> it's gold. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was... Oh, here it is from this angle and then here it is from another angle and here's a bit less of it from another angle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then there was a bit where you're burping in the background going, well, oh, I will finish it. I've had a good old go at it. And then... Uh, smashed it didn't it six minutes of that and then yeah, a little yeah. sign off at the end I put some titles on that for you and that's on there and that's had like f- a good number of um, views considering what it is <laughs> <laughs> you've put Mrs Pablo's special folding powers I was I was fascinated with this right right first of all when I was doing ironing uh, I was taking probably on average about four or five minutes an item, right? But I was happy with that. And then Mrs. Pablo comes in and says, oh, if you, if you make a cup of tea, I'll, I'll carry on a bit for you. And literally, the iron was just gliding around the place and the thing was getting done in, like, each item was about sort of 30, 40 seconds as opposed to my four minutes. So that, that happened. I thought, how do you do it? And it looks better than mine. You know what I mean? And, and I've been folding these things up and putting them on the bed. And then almost like some kind of magic, she would fold something. You know in Star Wars where they use the force? Yeah. Like that. Just that. And like throughout my life, women have been able to fold shit mm. way better than blokes. And, and I don't understand it. Well, yeah. It's hard. It's like it's just, just I don't know. It, just, it I, matters to them, Pablo. It matters to me. I want, it, I want my stuff folded. And, and I try really hard. I've done it for all, all my life, and it, and it always looks a bit cack-handed. What you probably don't realise is that all the stuff that you fold gets refolded before it's put in the cupboard. 
No, Mrs. Pablo's yeah. listening to this thinking, yeah, he's, he's right, you know. You yeah. fold it and she looks at it and goes, that's not how you fold it. That's definitely what's happening. But because it's mine, it's just getting left. But, you know, <laughs> but when I've seen a fold, a fold stuff, it, it's it's like complete artistry. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, and it looks like you could pile it on top. I folded stuff and put it in my suitcase. When I put it back on, when I get aboard, it's going to look like I've not ironed it. It's an evolutionary thing, actually, um, if you read up on it, because for every one thing you fold, you so you will say, I'll help you with the folding, love, yep, yeah. something like that. Then you go over and you, you start helping with the folding. Yeah. And for every one thing that you fold, she'll fold about six. You You will end up folding about two or three things maximum. Everything else gets done. You're in her good books. It's 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 a man thing. It's you know, and everybody's happy, but really yeah. you've done a fraction of the work. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how happy marriages work, Pablo. Just, just try and fold stuff. Takes so fucking long about it. Somebody does the rest for you. Yeah, but who wants to? Who wants? I'm to already do, onto this guy. Who wants to do all the folding? <laughs> well, no. So you can just get away with just doing a little of the folding. Yeah, and you know, get maximum yeah. h- hubby points. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, anyway, it just struck me as uh, fascinating how well ladies can fold. Have you ever asked her to train you in the folding, uh, the art of folding? Well, what? I have a, what? Just be patronised totally for about 20 minutes. (laughs) No, no, you're all right. I'd I'd rather be the, oh, it's amazing how you do it. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you're there. I bet you're there really slowly folding a, 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 what what are you folding? A pillowcase? Yeah, going, wow, how do you do that so fast? You so know, see, I, I, wouldn't, then, I wouldn't even thought a pillowcase needed folding. That wouldn't be. Yeah, that was the thing. I found out that sheets need ironing. Yeah, we 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 had this way back, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you still in? Are you still flabbergasted by that? Yeah, I, I just wouldn't bother. Mm. They stretch over the bed. <laughs> oh, that's another thing as well. We got a brand new iron, and um, I got bits stuck to it. She wasn't happy. Oh, but I, at least you told her before she ironed the do, next. Do you thing, know, right? genuinely, right? I, I, I I always when I iron stuff I I always put it not too hot I turn it down a down but I iron everything on that that setting. What I didn't realise was you meant to sort of dial it down for certain items, and I had a sort of red t-shirt it was quite fluffy, and uh, had it too hot, and then I realised a few irons in that the the stuff that was burnt on was red. I thought better that fluffy t-shirt. Mm. Yeah, and I had to come downstairs. She's lucky she's not there ironing her wedding dress. Yeah, red well, stuff yeah, on the back. Yeah, I know, you I know. know. This is it. This is why we bought a new iron because somebody uh, knocked up the last one. Who so, would do that? Oh, I have no idea. But also, when you turn but, the iron down, Pablo, you've got to wait. Yeah, you know, know. till it cools down to the temperature that you've set it at. Every day's a skill day. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I've now I've realised that different things need ironing at different temperatures. What a complicated world we live in. And this is the end of this section of Good Chat <laughs> on the Promoter Man's podcast. There's blokes out there listening to this going, what, really? You dial it down for different things? <laughs> there will be, because I only just realised. What, you don't steam everything? <laughs> well, I always thought, look, stupidly, I know it's stupid now, now I realise you dial it down for different things, but I kind of thought... There'd be less fucking about if it stays really, really hot and I just move the iron quickly. You're the kind of man that thinks distilled water isn't an important thing in an iron, aren't you? Yeah, we've had this one. You yeah, explained this to me. Yeah, there you go, you see. Yeah. Support Kai and Pablo. 
by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths. Yeah, you can get some extra content, kebab reviews, and all sorts if you sign up to our Patreon. Yeah. Four pounds a month. Yeah, absolutely. If, If you want to see how to eat a kebab in a hotel in Tunbridge Wells, Knock yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. So and if there are any Belgians listening... Give you some hot tips on what to do with the kebab, how to order. Yeah, yeah, that's what, right. What, what to do with your kebab debris. What to order. What to order, And yeah. more importantly, how to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Whilst three pints in and hiding in a hotel room, <laughs> holiday in. You're making a wild assumption. For, for, look, listeners, one of the things I really like to do when I stay in a hotel room on my own... Some of you might be ahead of me, but I don't mean that. One of the things I really like to do is is get a kebab delivered and eat it in my hotel room with a pint. It feels like the most beautiful, decadent thing ever. And uh, and I've I've uh, started using this for content. <laughs> yes, because we, we feel bad about what we've done for the patrons, and we're gonna we're we're gonna do more. But we'll come on to that. Oh, by the way, and um, Steve Felton Pie. Yeah. Um, has seen the kebab review. Steve Double Barreled Vagina Name Pie. Have you seen that? He's seen it? Maybe you haven't. No, I haven't, no. Okay. What's he say? Oh, you'll love it. Um, I, I love our patrons because they do like to get involved. Go down to the kebab review. 41 views in two days. <laughs> right. You're famous, Pablo. Well, here we go. Um, he's written, He's watched the whole thing, clearly, and he's written this, Pablo. It's like a shit to rate my takeaway. That's exactly what I was going for, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) You know when they say you can't polish a turd? You can. I put some lovely titles on this, Pablo, and all sorts of things, and I I think you're right. (laughs) You can't. Uh, it's now time for comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. Uh... Thank you, Dara. You've put cheesed off with chortle. Yeah, yeah, this is going to make me look a bit of a gammon. Are, are you cheesed off with chortle? What's I'm, that? I'm a, yeah, a little bit. There was a piece that came up in in the week. Came up on my timeline. It was a re- review of. Um, was it a review? Hang on. John Cleese, Dinosaur Hour, Chortle. The UK Comedy Guide. Yeah, so this is GB News show, where he's agreed to do a show on GB News where he's been given artistic licence. Two and a half stars. From uh, Steve Bennett is the guy's name from Joel. See, the thing is, the comedy industry generally has a twofold relationship with GB News. I'm not massively big on GB News. It's it's not the most well-produced thing. It tends to sort of pull on a lot of uh, opinionated people, both from the right and the left-hand side of politics. More so, it seems, from the right-hand side. And and a lot of comedians are getting their, their TV breaks on there. And there's a whole stream of people within the comedy fraternity that as soon as you get onto GB News, they're down on you, completely down on you. And I just think you know, some of these people are getting decent breaks, television breaks on there. Um, just because you're not on board with the politics, I just think you need to forget that a little bit. Mm. I think so. And, and John Cleese, he's, he's comedy royalty, absolute comedy royalty, and he's 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 being slagged off. This was on BBC Two, they'll be all over him. 
But because it's on GB News, GB News, they're not mm. having it. They're all about railing against woke culture, and then um, Joel railing against people who rail against woke culture. So it's like a big shitty mess, and nobody looks good out of. And the comedy industry needs to be promoting the comedy industry, not just you know well, I eating do, itself, which seems to be happening now. I do think this review says or suggests that Steve Bennett is not a fan of John Cleese generally. Because, you you know, he starts off with, since he spent most of the recent years bemoaning woke culture, See, John that, Cleese that, finds a natural home at GB News. Well, so that's my point. People from the woke culture railing against people who rail against the mm. woke culture. It's, it's, it's eating itself. The comedy industry is eating itself. It's, his, it's, his other endlessly repeated bugbear, you know, the language he's using there suggests that it's more about... It's him. a beef, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. a beef. It's, it's, and it's just, this isn't a review, this is a beef. Yeah. You know, uh, or a signal. I'm on side, virtuous, and I'm going to play to the uh, choir. Mm. That's what it is for me anyway. I don't know what you think. Well, I, I don't get involved with these things, if I'm honest. I don't watch GB News. It's a, it's a bit of a mishmash of people, quite a fragmented bunch of people that makes it can make it quite interesting to listen to i mean it's it's like it's low rent a lot of it it really is well they were struggling and now they've got boris johnson in the news they've got john cleese they always know if you wheel john cleese out then he's bound to say something or you know get you some coverage on in the big papers and that you know it's all it's all pr at the end of the day yeah i mean look they just want people talking about it because they want to get bigger yeah i you know i like john cleese i don't i don't think his opinions matter to me that much i think comedians should stick to being funny that's your stock in trade and i think um comedian reviewers probably worry a little bit because you're not as important as you used to be but stick to reviewing comedy not having beefs with people because you think they might be anti-wonk parking like a twat in lodden and shedgrave in brackets the local bit. Well, Pablo, we've got nothing on parking like a twat in Lodden and Chedgrave. People are still parking like twats. I'll tell you what I did on parking like a twat. Go on. It was pissing it down with rain and I popped to the shops to get some beer and there's a little parking space with double yellow lines opposite the Swan Pub by the co-op. And I thought, I'm not going to walk through the rain. So I nipped in and I parked my car like a twat. Like the twats I always take photos of. Ran in, got the beer, ran out again, got in the car, and there were people in the swan looking out the windows. And I thought, oh, fuck, they've got me, haven't they? It's not not up there yet. It's not up there yet. And then, the, time yet. then there was one shortly after, they did take a picture of that one on the same night. So uh, I've managed to dodge a bullet, Pablo. So far. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take your risks. You take your risks. I can't believe that's all we've got on parking like a twat, just people parking like twats. Um, a bloke knocked on the door asking for scrap metal, apparently as if I, I'd called him, it seemed, to come and collect some scrap metal. Oh, and yeah. Mrs. Kai was here, and she said, no, I don't know anything about that. But then looked down, and there's a, my old car battery in the driveway. And she said, I don't know if he means that. And so he just took the car battery. <laughs> <laughs> and she contacted me and said, um, did, did you ask somebody to take your car battery? And I said, no. She said, well, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that normal? 
No, it's not. So do you ever get a bloke knocking on the door for scrap metal? They normally put little posts around, but it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? That's. Uh, I'm wondering what what else he was picking up on his travels because I think you're right. Uh, the house might have seen him again if nobody answered. Put it that way. Okay. That's, that that could be a thing. Yeah. Like, are you in or not in? And maybe he covered his back by taking a car battery. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. scrap metal. Yeah. Oh, oh, that must be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anyone finds a car battery knocking around in a ditch uh, or in their garden. A dead car battery. Yeah, a dead, yeah, dead car battery. Um, I had, when I've moved... You know what? That doesn't make sense. If you want scrap metal, you won't take a car battery. No, that's what I thought. Yeah. It was odd behaviour. He was check. He was, he was scouting the house. So out. I'm going to now check the CCTV. This was a couple of days ago, and I thought, oh well, if Mrs. Kai said take the car back, she sort of you've got suggested. CCTV. Yeah, I never knew this. Yeah, on the front door. I got all around the house. Oh, okay. It's like Fort Knox, mate. A bit paranoid, aren't you? Um, well, yeah, but you, you would be, wouldn't you? But yeah, so I, she sort of suggested that the battery could go because it was she knew it was an old one, but. Not only have I never known a scrap metal man knock on a door just on the off chance we might have scrap metal, um, he then took the battery. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there uh, you go. Which isn't scrap metal. It's he, not. And I was thinking after, is there any precious stuff in an old car battery that you can scrap out? And I don't think there is. Yeah. Right. So I am going to look at the CCTV yeah, do it, mate, and put yeah. it on Facebook and say, look anyone it. know this guy? Scrap metal. I've got some more for him. Seagull News. It's now time for Seagull News. Family left distraught after Seagull snatched beloved pet dog from the garden. Becca Hill says her partner was putting washing out in the garden when the bird swooped down and grabbed a tiny four-year-old chihuahua, Gizmo. A pet owner's beloved dog was snatched from her garden by a seagull who flew off with the pup in its beak. Becca Hill says her partner was putting washing out in her garden when the bird swooped down and grabbed a four-year-old chihuahua, Gizmo, in 2019. She soon launched a desperate social media appeal to get the pooch back, asking people to be on the lookout. Experts later examined a leg bone that was discovered in the search for the missing pooch, as it was believed it could have belonged to Gizmo. The leg was found six miles away in Totnes by Natalie Williams on a roof which seagulls have been nesting on for months. Natalie said of the discovery... I found what can only be described as a mammal's leg on a fire escape at the back. I straight away thought of Gizmo as it looks like it belongs to a dog. I really hope I'm wrong. Animal experts later said the bone was probably a rabbit's foot, but a few weeks later, a woman named Daisy Pugh said she saw the seagulls fighting over a paw in the car park in Exeter. She said... When I got closer, I was shocked to see it was a paw and thought, oh my God, it was gruesome. Following Gizmo's disappearance, the RSPCA issued urgent advice for owners of small dogs to keep them on leads, especially during the summer months when mother gulls become very protective of their young.
We okay. Use that one when we do the uh, Jamaican pod. Oh yes, yes. There'll be a there'll be some very very stereotypical borderline racist drumming going on when you go to. <laughs> there'll be. Some <laughs> Okay, yeah, it's a good idea, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Opinion whores. Now you've put, should government WhatsApp messages be private? This is the COVID inquiry and uh, the WhatsApp messages that have come to light. There's an excellent bit uh, where that fella Cummins, what's his name? You mean Dominic? Dominic, fuck off, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the guy, well remembered. <laughs> If you're well, wondering what we're laughing at, I had no idea, but I've just edited in. I sound like I know. Yeah, it's Dominic Cummings. He 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 was the um the, the guy that was advising uh, Boris Johnson and uh, the government had more power than what he should have had during the COVID times, and he's basically gone out of his way to throw Boris Johnson under the bus, saying he was a bit of a dick. Who knew? And um, as part of the inquiry, they've had to sort of reveal their WhatsApp uh, chats. And, uh, yeah, two things to say about this. One is some of the WhatsApp chats are hilarious. We should play a little bit. Due in large part to your own WhatsApps, Mr Cummings, we're going to have to coarsen our language somewhat. I apologise. You called ministers useless fuckpigs, morons, cunts, in emails and WhatsApps to your professional colleagues. Well, the, 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 my appalling language is obviously my own, but uh, my judgment of a lot of senior people was widespread. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing you say in a WhatsApp group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, in and, private. It, in private. And do you think that when they were having... I mean, you know, this this uh, shower probably didn't uh, call themselves in glory when they were sort of in power... But um, Dominic Cummings, he definitely didn't. He did all of that, driving about being blind and breaking lockdown rules, thinking he's thinking it didn't apply to him. I remember that time, and then he yeah. put his son in the car and took him, and then I was I, I remember being outraged. It was like, oh, that's a safeguarding concern where yeah. I come from. Dri- and, dri- driving about to see if his eyesight worked. Yeah, that was nonsense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they were probably so puffed up with themselves that they thought nobody's ever going to be reading these yeah that, that's how little they knew but they've managed obviously to get them uh, yeah they've managed to grapple the uh whatsapp messages downloaded. i kind of think dominic cummings he's, he's, he's like so, so what i said all these things about these people and you can read it out i um, was under the impression though that whatsapp was a safe thing to use because it's encrypted and it makes you think oh well nobody could ever yeah, Not yeah. that I use it for any anything um, untoward, but that's probably why they use WhatsApp, because they thought... You that. and I have conversations on WhatsApp that would get us absolutely crashed and burned amongst a large section of uh, the comedy fraternity. I don't know think. what you're talking about, Pablo. Yeah. You're at liberty to speculate without recourse when you're talking to a mate on WhatsApp, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and to push the boundaries of humour in a way that's comfortable between you and somebody else. I am not. You don't expect it to be made public, do you? No, but knowing now that it can be made public means that at no point between now and forever can we ever fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. 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 What you said about this person. Now I'm slightly concerned what you have on me. Oh, you've got plenty on me. I sort of have some 
level of sympathy with these politicians. Did you just say you what with Dominic Cummings? You don't expect you had some level of sympathy. Just just purely for like they they wouldn't have thought that they would have had to give up their yeah. WhatsApp groups at the time of having a chat. No. It, with a lot of WhatsApp groups, it's supposed to be a bit of a safe space. But it's, you know, it just makes you think, though. It's not you, always, is yeah. it? All you need is somebody to bloody screenshot it and then you fall out with them later. And then that thing you said about, you know. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can see why you might sympathise. I wouldn't like it to be me. However, under the circumstances of what went down, I do think there is, it is warranted that they do see what was really going on and how those people did feel, uh, sort of treat us. And if we didn't know about it, would we feel any any different towards them after what happened? I think uh, we were not surprised. It's like we? chucking petrol on a but, fire, isn't it? It's already but, burning. Yeah. I, 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 who would have thought that these people were going to be a massive contrabunce to each other mm. as well as the rest of the nation? Do you remember hey. when he sacked him, when he sacked Cummings, and then yeah, he yeah. sort of skulked off and disappeared? And then a few months later, he reappeared to yeah. stick the knife in. Didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. he'd obviously been taking lots of advice. And then he thought, you know what? I've got these texts and I've got all this shit on him. Yeah, Now's yeah, the time because yeah. he had it, didn't he? Yeah. And it's like n- nothing that's on your phone could make it any worse for me. We don't do politics very well, do we? Uh, I, we think, I think that was spot on that. Let's do Hellfire. Hellfire and Damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Yes, Diane, this is exactly what we do here. And I am in a fighting mood today, Pablo. Go on. I had quite a phone call the other day. I've made a few phone calls to a company that you're familiar with. And I'm pretty much tied to for lots of reasons. And it's EE, the, the, the telecoms people. They should go into the pits of hell for having a stupid name. EE. EE. Do you know what that reminds me of? The 1990s. That's probably why I signed up. EE. I've been with them for a long time now. I was with O2 once upon a time. They had a shit signal around here. So I went with EE. Anyway, I've got my phone with them. Phone, Mrs. Kai's phone, my daughter's phone. I've got, like, family things on it, and I can then share data with them. Yes. Yeah. I phoned them up the other day because I remembered something. My daughter's phone line, back last three years ago, we bought her, for Christmas, an iPhone and a contract with it, which I was paying for, right? Phone and contract was about 50, 60 quid for two years, and... I've been paying that. A couple of months ago, I said, wow, do you know how much I'm paying for your phone line to my daughter? I said, it's 50-something it's quid. I must still be paying for the phone. Got in touch with them and I said, look, this is 50-odd quid. I'm just wondering why it's so expensive. And she said, oh, it's because you were on that contract with the iPhone, right? But you paid for your iPhone. So I paid ago. for the iPhone back in December last year. Was The phone was paid for. Yeah. And because I hadn't updated... The contract... You carried on paying it. I'd been carrying on paying it for another year, right? And I said, really? Because I've always been used to having a phone and a line. Yeah. And then when the phone's paid, yeah. they mug that off, and then you're just paying for that. Yeah. That's what I've always had. But that year, they had done this thing where you were paying for a fixed fee contract of yeah, 60 yeah. quid that included both things. Yeah. They do that. Right. So she's going, oh, no, it's in the terms and conditions. Yeah, in the yeah, terms yeah. and conditions. I said, yeah. 
I didn't say fuck the terms and conditions, love. That's robbery, and you know it. I've paid for that phone anyway. Oh, yes, but... So you've, uh, it, you've been paying 50 quid a month extra for about a year? For about a year. That's 500 quid. And, and do you know what she said? Oh, we sent you texts and things to the phone line. I said, I'm not using that phone. That's my daughter's phone. It's not her responsibility to um, sort that out. So in the last year, back in December last year, when it, the contract was up, they sent her one text to say, your contract's up for renewal. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah. Nothing since then. No email to me. That was it. That is shithousery. That is shithousery, mate. Um, and I've been paying for it. And they know it. I've been paying for it. This is with BT? This is with EE. I was livid with this. I said, look, I'm not taking it out on you, but you can see that's not right. And she goes, yeah, I can see that's not right. Um, I'll get a manager to call you. And I said, yeah, too right you will. It's bad, though, isn't uh, you it? you still got a chance to do that. It's bad, well, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad, yeah. Ringo Pole 2... I think they're the ones that got a new banner and the new mask. Yeah, but... And say, look, I've got this deal with EE. Can you do any better? Yeah. Just, 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 just do that. And then you can ring up EE slash BT and say, within my two weeks uh, period of grace, um, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You've put mad bureau de change, woman. What well, happened there? Well, there's, I had to change up some money for going away next week. And uh, me and Mrs. Pablo went into a bureau de change. And uh, you know you get these people in life who just want to be knowing and authoritative about something. We? Oui. Even when they're clearly not. They're clearly <laughs> not, right? Yeah. You know you are. If, if you are certain you know better than them. It's really frustrating. My dickhead radar started going off for the second she opened her mouth, right? It was one of those things. So there's two people at the Bureau de Change. I'm talking to a young girl directly. To the right is dickhead, right? And uh, and I'm saying to her, oh, look, I'm after, I'm after some uh, dollars. And I'm having a conversation with Mrs. Pablo. They picked up that we need... Uh, that's, that's right. I said, I'm looking for dollars and I'll, uh, in small nominations, it said, oh, why, is it, why small nominations? And this is dickhead, right? The mad bureau, the change woman. So it's mainly for tipping. We're going to Jamaica, and um, we, we know they, uh, we're going to end up tipping. And she starts giving us a lecture on what the tipping etiquette is abroad, just generally abroad, right? <laughs> I've, I've already read the forums and worked out that in Jamaica they prefer American dollars for tips rather than Jamaican dollars, which is like, you know, there's about, about I forget the exchange, but something wacky like $300 to a pound or something, right? So anyway, the woman started going, oh, no, no, you must tip them in their own currency. You must tip them in their own currency because what you're doing, you see, if you're giving the tip, and also you don't tip them regular. How often are you tipping? I said, well, every time I go to buy, you're probably going to have to tip them. I think it's... I'm thinking it's probably going to be like American tipping culture where they get the arsehole with you if you don't give them a dollar every time you go to the mm, bar, right? Mm. And, and I've read this before, a few weeks ago, so I'm thinking, I'm starting doubting myself as she's talking to me, and I'm thinking to myself, um, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. This, and this lady's going, no, no, so we'll, we'll get you some Jamaican dollars and we'll order them in and you can come back in. I'm thinking, I've got, I've got enough to do this week. I'm not ordering in Jamaican dollars. I'm coming back here, and, I, and I'm just wanting to go. But she's waving her arms around, she's gesticulating, she's saying, no, what you do is you tip them heavy to start, and then you get the attention, <laughs> and you do it in their own currency. I said, no, you, I, don't, I don't think you do. 
I think it's an American tipping culture. You tip them every time you go, but you tip them small as you go along. Otherwise, they get the arsehole with you. Yeah. I've read up on it. Yeah. And at one point I said to her, have you been to Jamaica? I said, no, no, I've been, to, I've been to all the other countries like it. And she said, as soon as she opened her mouth, my d- dickhead aerometer yeah. was gone off the scale. And I said to Mrs. Pablo, should we have a think about that and come back? In other words, let's yeah. get away from this nutcase. She knew fuck all. <laughs> American dollars, you cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. Shall we plug our gigs, Pablo? My next bunch of gigs are in December, December Ooh, the first. Yes. Um, December the second and December the seventh. Yeah, busy, busy, busy chap. Yep, we've got um, lots going on. www.shaftofwit.com. If you'd like to know what's going on, yes, please. What you want me to tell you? No, what you just did. Um, I know what you've got going on. Yeah, so I, 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 I check your website. So do check, yeah. <laughs> you can see, can't do you, you when get, I go on there, can't you? Do you get website envy when you look at... I do a bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a good website. I, I've got a bit of a basic website. It's wcbcomedy.com. And on there, you'll find details for Arthur Smith gigging on the 2nd of December, along with Chris Norton Walker. Charmian Hughes. And Eddie Brimson. Got Eddie Brimson opening that night. And and with the code WCB25, you'll get 25% off Why for not? a limited time only. Um, I've got, um, uh, on the 2nd of December as well, um, my gig is with Eddie Brimson and also with Pam Ford and somebody I like who adds something else to the evening, Nigel Boyce-Sire, a local variety turn. Who's a bit of a legend. He's been going for like 40 years. Yeah. We saw him at a gig of yours, uh, me and Mrs. Pablo, and Mrs. Pablo really liked him. He's good fun. He's yeah. really good fun. He's, he's not offensive in any way. It's always good for some of my audiences. It's quality. Well, contrition. Oh, apologies time. You've yes. put. We've put. We've put. Neglected patrons. Um, we want to apologise because for a couple of weeks we haven't really stuck stuff on there because you got COVID. Didn't you? Yes. And then we were really sort of flat out with other stuff, and we will be chucking more stuff on there. We're going to stick a big bunch of stuff on there. Enjoy your kebab review. There's more of that where that came from. I've put, we'd like to apologise for anyone that was un- underwhelmed by the podcast content because we had a, a message uh, from someone who said they thought they were going to come on and listen to two people talking about comedians, and they said it was. 12 minutes of talking about kebabs. Some apologies for that. That's what we do. Uh, when we first started doing this, I was just absolutely gobsmacked that anybody listened to it in the first place. And then more gobsmacked that people carried on listening and the numbers started growing. Yeah. So, and, and I'm just happy to appreciate that and lean into it and do more of it. <sighs> Let's draw this one to a close, Pablo. Um, that was very pleasant. It has been an absolute joy spending this pod your last pod as a bachelor boy yeah let's see how it how married life changes you that's what the pe- that's what all our listeners are going to be looking forward you know to sit to hearing yes um you'll come back with a jamaican accent i'm looking forward to that man yeah my, the next time you'll hear me listeners is likely to be on the end of a phone line or a google thing from uh montego bay i can't wait that's an international podcast right you can't there. wait I can't fucking wait. An all-inclusive in a in a tropical island. You're going to come back talking like a yardie. Uh, thank you, Pablo. That was a wonder. 
Wonder. Thank you, Guy. Thank you, listeners, especially the beloved Patreons. We'll try and do more for you. Get over to the YouTube Promoter Mouse channel. That's got all the episodes on. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.